Hi, and welcome to Straight Shot Radio. My name is Johnny Slick, and I'm the owner and head coach at Straight Shot Training. Look around your gym, and you'll see signs that say, rack your weights, or no cell phones. But the gym etiquette list is a lot longer and more nuanced than that. For example, when is it okay to ask to share a squat rack with someone? Or when is it actually appropriate to drop your weights? In this episode, I get together with a few of the personal trainers from the Frederick YMCA, and we cover a wide range of gym etiquette topics, including the why, when, and how of grunting, and the importance of being on time for personal training sessions. It's a lot of info packed into one episode, so let's get right into it. So we're here with personal trainers Delaney Bodner and Anna Hornstein and Rebecca Reefsnyder, and they're all laughing because we had nicknames, but I'm not going to introduce you by your nicknames. I'll use your real names. Uh, all of us have also, uh, besides being trainers, we've all also worked at the desk at a gym, so we've observed a lot of different things that you see in a gym, and then we've all also worked out in gyms for a long time as well. So what we want to talk about today is gym etiquette. So we're going to go through a bunch of different topics and only spend like a minute or two in each one, but not just the things that drive us crazy that people might not know that they're doing or that people know that they're doing that they just need to stop doing, but also is there, is there a case where you could do those things or is it appropriate to do those things at certain points? So we're going to kick it off with grunting. Okay, so <laughs> is it okay to grunt in the gym? When appropriate. When appropriate. Okay. So what is an appropriate grunt? You want a noise demonstration? No, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. I wish you had just done it. Did not even ask. No, it would. <laughs> when, is, when is it a, what is an appropriate grunt? Meaning, uh, what kind of lift could you be doing or what situation would it be okay for you to grunt in? If you're doing something heavy, and but it shouldn't be a scream. It's more of like air leaving your body. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So like even whenever Rebecca and I were doing our heavy squats to failure, there were some times where there was an audible noise of us exhaling at the top, but it's not a full on grunt. Because if you grunt, you lose all the tension that you've created around your spine by that, that controlled releases of your breath. But if you scream, you've released all of that air. So not only is the grunting obnoxious to everybody else in the gym, it's also making you weaker. So yeah, a, a, a sound is one thing. Uh, when is it okay to have a scream at the end of the lift? If you're in a competition and everybody else is <laughs> yeah. 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 So Look at the people around you. If everyone's screaming, then it's probably okay to scream. So Delaney, or if you're super excited about it and you're just like, not screaming, but you're just like, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Like yeah, right. Delaney, you, you work out in a in an Olympic lifting gym, so there's probably some yelling, more yelling there than you would see in like a Y. There's a lot, but it's like... Fun yelling. Yeah. Okay. So, but but like, it, I would it's, never do that here because it's yeah. Because you're 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 gauging this you're gauging the situation. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it's like the difference between like a like a dinner party and a rave. Yeah. Like you're gonna exactly. act different <laughs> one than the other. All right. Definitely. Grunting. Cleaning up your sweat. We'll go with Anna on this yes, first one. Yes. Because I did this one today. <laughs> um. It's not that hard. Just clean it up so no one else has to slip in it or just lay in your sweat. It's okay. Nasty. So so sweat on the floor. You yeah. clean that up. Yeah. Some people only clean up sweat when it's on the bench. Mm. I yeah. clean up sweat on the floor because people still in the floor, and also I kind of made a little puddle today. So if somebody could slip in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's something that I think a lot of people know to wipe their bench down, but they don't realize that they're sweating on the floor 
a ton. Or if you lay down on the floor at the end of your workout and you make that sweat angel, that's really slippery. Like how many times have yeah. we all slipped while training oh, yeah. people? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yes, yeah, it's safer for everybody. What about um, sweat on bars or dumbbells? Yeah, just wipe, wipe it, off. it off. Just just quickly. Yeah. Sanitary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just just yeah. it's just the person coming behind you doesn't want to be lifting with your sweaty implement of whatever it was. So yeah, not just the mat, the area around it. Uh, we have like, cleaning bottles and spray. So like if the, if the mess is really bad, like anytime I'm, I'm on a bike, everything's drenched underneath of it. A w gym wipe is not going to do it. So I actually go and get the cleaner and go and wipe it down. So you can always do that if you're a super sweaty person. Uh, dropping weights. It depends on the gym that you're in and what's acceptable and what's not. Okay. So Delaney, you can drop a weight above your head. At yes, your gym. But not here. <laughs> but we wouldn't do it here. Even with bumper plates. Just yeah. because the so a lot of people don't realize that, that bars are made for different things. And some bars, like the, the bars that you all use in an Olympic lifting gym, you can drop over and over again. It's not gonna mess up the, the pushings, yeah. the things around the collars. But the bars that we have here cost about one tenth of what the bar cost that you have at your gym, Delaney. So if somebody drops our bars, you're gonna end up doing some damage, even if you're using a lighter weight or the bumper plates. Now, what about dropping on a deadlift? You can do a controlled drop from the knee. Yeah, yeah we call it controlled descent or controlled drop. So let's say you did a, you pulled um, a new max. You pulled, Delaney pulled 400 pounds. Just, just ten, <laughs> nice. 10 pounds above her current max. No. So on her way down, uh, if, if it's going to be really heavy, it's not safe to lower that much weight slowly to the ground. So she would need to lower down to like her knee and then she can drop from there. But if you drop from your hip, I mean, it's making a ton of noise. Plus, we're on the second floor in this gym, so when you drop weight, the the ceiling tiles in the studio below us have fallen down before, and there's classes going on there, and that's where we have our seniors' classes. So anytime I see guys dropping the weight, I need to remind them that you're, you're, you're not the only one in the building. We're not on the ground level. And if, you're, if you feel the need to drop from your hip, you probably don't have control of the weight because you're only doing like a half the lift. So most of the time, people should be lowering their weight with control. Every once in a while, if you need to do that control drop, that's something different. Our favorite, talking on the phone. Take it outside. The outside, and this isn't even like, and I think some people think, well, because the phone's not to my ear, and I'm using Bluetooth headphones, <laughs> it's different. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> we still hear your voice. We still hear half the conversation. Well, also, that, and I don't think people realize that when you talk on the phone, you talk louder than whenever you're talking, talking. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's disruptive to everybody else because people have told me before, well, it's no different than me talking to somebody else. Well, it is because you were hearing your conversation. This probably isn't gym related on the phone and you're talking much louder than you normally are. And several times I've walked over to people while they're on their phone sitting on a bench that I need to be using so I go to ask them if they're done because I don't know they're on the phone because they're sitting there just talking themselves and then they'll hold their finger up like like give me a minute yeah. like well yeah you're you're on the phone so you can't yeah. be on the phone in the gym mm -hmm. so um, yeah phones uh, you need to take that out of the gym alright so that covers talking on the phone next we have working in with people so working in means if I'm squatting and you want to use the squat rack, then you would come over and say, hey, do you mind if I work in? So then we would go back and forth. So what is the proper etiquette for working in? You need to be able to do similar amount of weight to the individual that's already on the machine. And, and, and similar exercise. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like if I'm doing squats and Rebecca wants to work in, but she's gonna be bench pressing, 
And so she has to move the, the clips down, and she drags a bench in between. That's not working in. No. No. Working in means you're doing the same exercise, and you're doing similar weight. So if you have to keep stripping the majority of the weight off the bar, that means that you and that person have to put all that weight back on in between your sets. It's going to end up messing up both of your workouts, potentially. So make sure that you know what you're doing if you're going to be working in with somebody and know what weight you're going to be using so you're not just, you know... Because a lot of people, and well, and then on the other end of it, have you guys seen people who just won't let you work in? Yeah. 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 Which is when a crowded gym, you just have, especially this time of year, when it's January, you kind of have to work in with people. You understand that you're not going to be able to do five station circuits. Um, you need to kind of th- keep things in one area, and then when you're working in, uh, or when someone asks you if they can work in, you need to kind of be able to at least ask them uh, what weight you're going to be using, or the opposite, you can tell them. Actually, I only have two sets left, or I have one set left, and then that can you can clear it up that way. Yeah. If you know that you're going to be lifting more than that person, just just to be respectful to each other while you're doing that. Working out near personal trainers. I think this one gets to all of you. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> respect their space. Yes. Okay. So why do they need to respect your space as a trainer? Um, one, someone is paying for your time and they're the paying, space. They're paying extra for your time as a trainer. Yes. Okay. Another one. Also. If we're working out, don't add, and you see, like, I think Rebecca gets this a lot because I see it a lot. If she's working out and she has her headphones in, don't go up and, like, ask her a question when we have someone on staff at the desk. Like, ask us. Oh, oh, you, so you mean, like, asking a trainer a question. I meant while they're, while they're uh, training. Yeah, uh, no, but that's, that's a good one, though. Oh, I didn't even oh. think about that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll quickly cover that one. If a trainer is working out, they're not being paid. They're, they're not on the yeah. clock. We would love to help you out at any other time. But when we're working out, (laughs) we typically are trying to squeeze that in, especially if we have headphones in. That's like a, yeah, please, please don't ask That's like a no-brainer anyways. When you see someone with headphones in, you typically don't go up and talk to them. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's not being mean. I mean, I know that all of us have stopped our workouts to help people, and we like helping people, but we only have a certain amount of time to get our workout in, and we're trying to be efficient with it, so it helps us if you can wait to ask those questions. Or everybody knows our emails or our handles or, or whatever, just send us a, a message and ask us your question and we can get back to you that way. So I was actually talking about when you are training your client and someone is working out near you and your client. Oh. So yeah. so about yeah. respecting that space. So Anna yeah. said, you know, they're paying, that person's paying to meet with that personal trainer. The other thing is a safety issue. A lot of times when people are with a personal trainer, they might have balance issues or uh, they're they're working with a personal trainer because gyms are they find gyms intimidating or something like that. When you're doing you know super heavy kettlebell swings right next to my 75 year old client who's working on a balance exercise, it's a little unnerving for all of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so respecting that space of the trainer. On the other on the other end of that, um, it is a, a crowded gym, and when you're training your clients, you don't get a, it's not a private studio. So we will work around other people. It's just there needs to be that, that mutual respect between the trainers and the people working out near the trainers so that we can each kind of have our own little space. Uh, what about if a trainer is using a piece of equipment and somebody comes up and asks for it? Do you allow them to work in or do you typically not? not? No, no. Not for your client, right? It depends on what I'm doing. If I'm doing a circuit where there's going to be time before I need it again, yeah. then I'll let but them know. But you tell them that. Yes. Yeah, see, so I think that's the thing. is, is If you want to use a piece of equipment a trainer is using, you can ask them, and they'll let you know, oh, we have one set with it, one more set with it, or we do two more exercises before we come back to that kettlebell, something like that. Um, but, yeah, I think people need to be – it's okay to ask a trainer a quick question during a session, 
but nothing lengthy. Don't come up and say, my shoulder hurts when I do this <laughs> while I'm with my client because that is their time that yeah. they're paying for. But yeah, quick question like that. And Rebecca, you do that all the time. Oh, yeah. you, I mean, you, you train people throughout the day. You're using all different types of equipment. If people need to use something, they can ask you. You're not going to be mean about it. Right. But, but at the same time, you know, you've planned that session yeah, out. Yeah, you have it planned out well ahead of time. You, you know what you need for that session. If somebody comes in and just starts grabbing equipment or if you let them take everything from you, that would then you know, have a, a detrimental effect on your session. Uh, clothing choices. <laughs> so, appropriate clothing choices. For me, this goes along with the sweating thing. Like, you don't want to be exposing extra skin and then lying on something that someone could have sweated on. Yeah. That's just disgusting. Okay. Yeah, that's like a gross factor. So, we have at the Shepherd Gym a no uh, cutoffs t-shirt. You have to have sleeves on your t-shirt. So, that's the one way to do it. They do it there. And they don't allow volleyball shorts there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this one is like, we don't even need to get into the whole, like, well, mo what is modesty thing? I mean, that's right. something totally different. This is just pure from just a cleanliness standpoint is, is keep yourself a little more covered up yeah. <laughs> so that you're exposing. It's for both you and the other people. You're exposing yourself to less things if you have a little bit more clothing on and you're exposing other people to less things by, by contact like that. Mm -hmm. And then cleaning up after yourself. Same thing though, know your space. When I'll walk into a CrossFit gym with my shirt off because nobody <laughs> has shirts on in a CrossFit gym, not even the coaches. <laughs> um, and then people probably at the Olympic lifting gym will wear, there we go, guys are shirtless or uh, girls training. We have one like, guy, but he doesn't go anymore. Everyone pretty much keeps t-shirts on. Okay. But that depends on the gym. The gym is different. But yeah. also what's different between there and the Y is the Y is a family gym. Yes, yeah. so that's true. Yeah, that's so why there's more modesty policies at the Y is because you have to keep in mind that there's like kids up on the track. Or yeah, yeah, that, like that makes sense. I, I think it's also if you if you feel like, well, I want to work out in a sports bra, you can ask us and it's, it, it's not an embarrassing thing for us to say, no, I'm sorry, our policy is you have to keep your midriff covered yeah. while in a gym. I think that the guys need to be respectful of that. Though, because the ones with the whole like guys will cut up the cut entire off. side and the top. I've seen people cut out like the, the front and the sides, so it's basically like two strings covering their chest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's not a shirt, no, and that's, that's really you're not it's keeping like a singlet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and if a, if, a, uh, <laughs> if a female member was wearing that, somebody would probably say something, yeah. but since a guy is wearing it, people don't say anything. So, I think it, it, it guys need to be respectful of the clothing policies too. I think most of the time, guys don't even think about it, yeah. and guys are typically much sweatier. I don't know, Anna can give most guys a good <laughs> run for their money, but Very true. yeah. Okay, that's uh, clothing choices. Let's talk about re-racking weights. Oh, uh, just <laughs> if you take something out, put it back where you found it. Yep. Or put it back where you know it belongs. Yeah. When when is it okay to not re-rack your weights? If someone is asked you to work in and you're like, I have one more set, and then you ask them, are you going to use a weight? Do we leave it on the bar? Got it, yeah. Yep. yep. Or if I see somebody looking at a bar that I'm using and they're like too shy to ask to work in or something, I will say do you want this when I'm done? And they'll say, sure. And then I'll say, what do you want me to leave on? And they'll say, oh, you can take it all off. And then I'll re-rack my weights. Uh, Rebecca sneaked out quietly, so she didn't yeah. just get really, really quiet. <laughs> or quieter. <laughs> um, yeah, re-racking your weights. Because what happens if somebody doesn't re-rack their weights? Then we have to clean it up. Um, especially if we're closing. So I'll give like a really mini story. I promise it's quick. Okay. Um, there was one time where I was closing, and I don't know who left it because I didn't see who was using it. But someone had a landline. So it was like the barbell, and then they had, yep. I'm not, this isn't an exaggeration, I counted them, six 45-pound plates 
they left on the bar, and I didn't see it until people had left. Oh my gosh. So it was, well, there was one person left, and he was like a teenager, and thankfully he saw me like getting annoyed because <laughs> I was trying to take it off, but it was obviously not going well. Yeah. And so he had to deadlift it, but it was like really heavy for him, so he had to deadlift it while I quickly like Pulled. got oh, all the Oh, to get the off. weights off, yeah. Yeah, because we couldn't get the plates off because the angle, because yeah. the end of the barbell was toward the ground. Gotcha. So uh, that was pretty annoying. So like, if, especially if you have something big like that, like it's not that hard to like take well, the plates yeah. off. Well, for me, and it's is if you are strong enough to be moving that amount of weight, yeah, you can put it away. Yeah. We're gonna say Anna. Um, I was also gonna say that like, if I see equipment out, like it looks like it might be used, I may not go and use that because I think someone's using it as part of their workout. They're just gonna come back to it, even oh, if they need to be done with it. Yeah. Oh, yes. And it also does create, as over time, especially throughout the day, a more safety hazard if everyone's just leaving all their equipment leaving out. stuff around. Yeah. Yep. And, and make sure that we put the weights back in the right place. Like I see people half put the dumbbells on the rack. We had one fall. guy who, who had his foot broken after somebody half put a bar back on one of the pegs on one of the trees. So he walked past it and it slid off and hit his foot. So yeah, make sure you're putting the weights back in the correct places. Yeah. Um, on the other end of this, don't rack somebody else's weights. <laughs> now if, so if you see it, if you see it there, you need to ask somebody if someone's still using this or ask the staff, hey, is someone still using this if you're the only one in there or something like that, uh, so that you don't rack somebody else's weights while they're still using it. That happened mm -hmm. to me yesterday. That's pretty awkward, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had my whole bar loaded, walked oh, away for no. a second, everything taken off. Mm -hmm. um, so I waited until the person was done and then I put my stuff back on. Uh, but yeah, make sure that if there is weight on a bar, check around and even ask somebody near it. Was somebody just using this? If they say no, then you can go ahead and unrack it or ask for help or something like that. Groups working out together. You don't own the gym. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. We reposition our mic here. Even there's here. a lot of, even if there is a lot of you in the gym, you're not the only people in the gym, most likely. So yes. still same thing. Be respectful of everyone else's spaces. Try to keep your workouts contained. Yep. Well, and also the amount of equipment that you use too. Like yeah, if, yeah. if there's a group of four of you and you're using all of the bands or something for your workout. So I understand that now nobody else gets to use any of those uh, yeah. if you're having. So, I mean, it's it's the same, though, as if it were for individual people using bands. It's just when you're done with them, put them back and understand that if you're tying up a lot of equipment in that group that you need to be kind of efficient with what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. And then just spatial awareness. Yeah. And you can yeah. also structure your workouts so that they're like stations and you all just rotate. Hey, yeah, that's so a you're smart only idea. using like one med ball, like a set of dumbbells go. or something. That's yeah. smart. Yeah, that's yeah, because a lot of times they want to all do the same thing at the same time. I think yeah. stations is a good way to do it. I was smart even think about that. Uh, smart sometimes. <laughs> singing along with your headphones. <laughs> um. So as entertaining as that is, um, <laughs> no one wants to hear my tone deaf voice. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. Even if you're like, I don't know. Beyonce, people probably don't really want to hear you singing when you're in the middle of a workout just because it's, it's distracting and also a little bit strange. Yeah, um, well, also, doesn't fit the situation. No, yeah. that is true. That is Especially true. like, so we don't have music at the Y, which is kind of yeah. strange. We don't have music, yeah. so everybody has their headphones in. But sometimes when someone's singing loud, you can hear them over your music. Mm -hmm. But also, it's then a quiet gym and you're the only person singing. Yeah. At the Shepherd Gym, we have music, so when somebody's singing, they're not singing along with the music that's overhead, they're singing along with their iPod. Yeah. Uh, this one kind of goes hand in hand with the next one, so please don't sing along. Uh, it goes hand in hand with the next one, and that is profanity. Yeah, just yes. keep it clean. Yeah. You don't know who's around, especially at the Y or family gym, so yeah. there are little kids 
wandering around. Yep. Yeah, and that's not even like because I was say, saying tying it in with the music because it could be when you are uh, listening to your headphones, you could be singing along with something that has profanity in it. Mm-hmm. Understand that you're still cussing out loud, <laughs> even though you're singing along with it. Uh, but yeah, so most most gyms have age limits of like maybe thirteen or fourteen, something like that. Uh, but also, it's it's we're trying to create a positive atmosphere in the gym. People yeah. are here to try to better themselves. So. If you're using coarse language or, or things like that, it's just it's just not good for the atmosphere. Same thing, gauge the situation you're in. If you're at a powerlifting gym or an lifting gym and everybody else is cussing and you want to and you feel like that's necessary, then go ahead. <laughs> but you, you shouldn't be doing that in a normal gym. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it's, and it's also very intimidating for other people. Yeah. Whenever yeah, it'll when scare the crap. Like, especially... In, sorry, especially you say crap. That would have been much funnier if you actually cursed. Uh, it'll scare the poop out of people if you, get, especially during January when you get the New Year's uh-huh. resolution. People that'll come into new gyms, and if you are like yelling and screaming, cursing all the time, and like maybe like throwing a little bit of a temper tantrum, like throwing down your wrist straps or whatever, yeah. that can be really intimidating to yeah. someone that's just trying to come in here and like just start new and kind of yeah. get a feel for the gym and they're kind of like, oh, I don't know, maybe this isn't like a good place. Yeah. But, it, yeah. You kind of have to like look at look at the, the most athletic people in your gym or the fittest, yeah. strongest people. They probably aren't throwing their stuff no. and, and yeah. making a big scene if they miss a lift yeah. or if they make a lift. It's usually the people who are a bit newer but have too much confidence going into the situation yeah, and, and they just need to realize that it's this isn't the you know the powerlifting worlds right now. Like this, you're in a YMCA. You need to chill out. <laughs> All right, so we're skipping into another section now. This is uh, more of people working with a personal trainer. So these same gym etiquette things would apply to working with a trainer, but there's some extra things that go hand in hand with when you're working with a personal trainer. So uh, cell phones during a session. If we're not going to be on our phones, why are you on yours? It's like a respect yeah. thing. Yes. Um, so phones during a session, if we might use our phones like to, well, I have an interval timer on my phone that I mm-hmm. use um, or a stopwatch. If you're going to be using that, we still, as trainers, we won't be talking on a phone. Yeah. Uh, tw- I no. think like twice in the past year, I've had to tell a client, I have to take a call if this happens. It's about my car or my wife has to call about this. And then they understand um, if... If that's the situation, but if you let me know up front, then that's what to expect. If you're answering your phone as a trainer during a session, that's just not professional. Yeah, no. On the other hand, if a client is answering their phone during a session, that's not only a waste of their time, it's disrespectful to the trainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah very true. I mean, it's the same applies for them. If they're expecting a very important call, then they can let us know. Let us know before the yeah, session before starts. The session. Yeah, yeah. Just, just say, oh, I have to take this if we're in the middle of, like, I don't know, testing your max, and you're like, oh, wait, hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on. Yeah. yeah. No. Yep. Uh, time management with sessions. Please be on time. Please be on time. We plan our sessions accordingly, so like, Because so, you guys, I mean, we when we do half, mostly half-hour sessions here, mm-hmm. I do more hours over at Shepherd. When we have a half-hour session, We'll bring Mamie into this. Mamie, can you stay for like two seconds? Sure. All right, so we have (laughs) Mamie joining us. Mamie's also a personal trainer here. Uh, So when we have, because all of us, I mean, I see your sessions. You guys have seen mine written out. We have every minute of that session planned. Yes. And probably more because we always have extra stuff. Yeah, so if you show up five minutes late, I mean, that's, to me, that's the mobility section of our warm-up. Yes. Or the prehab stuff. 
So time, time management. If a client is going to be late, do you want them to, to text you? Do you want them to reschedule? What is the timing that you like with things when it's like a half hour session? Um, if I'm like flexible that day and they give me an advance notice, then we can typically just work around it. But if I'm not flexible and they tell me at the last minute, then I would say, how about we just do it another day? Okay. Um, it depends. And it depends on how late they're going to be. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do want to know. I want them to text me and say let something. me know. Yeah. Yes. So you're not waiting around. I'm not waiting around. Yeah. The main thing is I want a good workout for them. I mean, we're not building a workout for ourselves. We're yeah. building a workout for them, trying to get them healthier and stronger. That's true. So it's frustrating. Yeah. Very frustrating. Yeah. Well, yes. some, especially, and, I mean, we have sometimes when people will show up 10 or 15 minutes late and you have a 20 or 15 minute session. session. Yeah. And then they sometimes say, oh, we can work out. I just want a 15-minute workout. Well, you know what? It's well, To me, it's I can't get you properly warmed up right. and get yeah. into a workout. If you want to jump right into the workout, that's... Sometimes they'll say, oh, I ran for my car, so I'm warmed up. Exactly. <laughs> Not really the same thing. Yeah. Not the right muscles. Um, if someone yeah. knows... They're going, I just, a client texted me yesterday an hour... Because they were down the road an hour before yeah. and said, I'm really sorry, I'm going to be 10 minutes late. So I, knew, I had an hour then, I, I had another client, but I was able to look at his workout and know what we need to skip set-wise or something. And we got here, he was ready to go when he got here. Uh, yes. it's, it's sometimes when people are late and they kind of mosey into the session, mm -hmm. and then you're wasting even more time. It's, time, management is, time management is huge for us as trainers. Mm -hmm. We know how long the warm-up's gonna take, whatever is, is involved in the strength or the circuit, if there's gonna be a cool down, what they're doing afterwards. If, if you come in, that's all planned out. If you're late, then that's going to need to be changed a little bit. If you're going to be really late, it's probably better to go ahead and cancel. Yeah. But understand the trainer needs to charge you for that session. Right. But also, one other thing is, you know, we're trying to teach them good, not just good etiquette in a gym and to trainers, but also what they need to set themselves up for to give themselves time to work out. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah because they need, they need to do the same thing whenever they are not with us. When it comes to managing their time right. so they get their workouts in. Right. Yeah. Because that makes the rest of the world and the rest of the day go by so well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, trusting your trainer. I understand wanting to know why you're doing everything you're doing because that's what makes sense for some people is they want to know the reasons behind it. But just know that they, your trainer is certified. They have put that time into creating a workout for you that will meet your goals and that yeah. you're spending money hiring someone, so if yeah. you're not going to trust my, them, my, why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah. I, I think going hand-in-hand hand with this is sticking to the program. Yeah. So I don't like it whenever I make so, someone a program and then they say, well, I did yours, but then I did this after. Or, well, I yeah. did yours yesterday, but I did my own thing today. Yeah. Like, if we write you a program, that's what we're, I mean, that is what we are doing for you is this program. That is your workout. When you start doing your own thing and mixing in that, we don't know what you're doing. Yeah. We don't know if that's going to be detrimental to your own work, to the workout yeah. that we created for you. So, yeah, stick to your program. Trust your trainer. If You can ask questions. That's actually the next thing is ask questions uh, about certain things. But if you're constantly questioning why your trainer is doing what they're doing, maybe that trainer is not a good fit for you. Yeah. If you don't think that they know what they're doing. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then with the program, if you don't think it's working, talk to your trainer about it. But yeah. you have to give a program. How long do you guys give a program before, like in your own personal workouts, um, before you decide it's not working? 
usually. A month, right? At yeah. least at least a month. At least, at least a, a month. month to two months. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the same. yeah. You have to try something for at least four to six weeks before you can actually decide whether it's not working for you or not. Yeah. So I think clients need to do the same thing: is try it out, see how it feels after a month, and then talk to your trainer about it to see if it's if it's not working for you or something like that. Uh, that goes along with the next one, and this is uh, asking our clients to communicate issues with us. Yes. So, mainly injuries. Yes. yes. Exactly. It is a lot easier to plan a session if we know if you hurt your shoulder or maybe your knee's acting up beforehand. Then you they coming text in, us. Yeah, they text us, yeah. email, anything, then just coming into session. Oh, by the way, like I hurt my knee like this morning, like yesterday. And I'm like, okay, yeah. that is like. And we'd rather have more again. information than. You not just a, you not enough information. Yeah. Yes. Lately, I've had people not tell me about medications that they <laughs> yeah. were on. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So medications. It's pretty we need to important know. to even if you don't think that we need to know that medication, we do, and yeah. we'll keep mm-hmm. it confidential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, for me, it's let your trainer know the issues, and then the two of you talk it out to see if that's going to affect the session. Because I've had people cancel and say, "My back feels really tight today. I need to cancel." Well, you understand that I know how to help your back not feel tight. Right. If yes. you come in, you might feel better. So, yeah. so don't you? Because a lot of times, like I want, if a client is sick or, or injured or something, I don't charge them for a session. So I don't want people to hear that and then think, oh, well, if I if something feels if something hurts, I'm going to go and cancel because then he won't charge me a session and I won't run the risk of getting injured in the session. Still show up. And the trainer can work around whatever. Yes. I mean, we can do just upper body or just lower or just or do mobility. Or do your back. Yeah, yeah. So you can get a great workout in. Yeah. yeah. Or focus more on like stretching out and rehabbing the area. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, commu- that communication away from the session is important. If somebody, I had a client the other day that we got to the end of our second session and he's like, oh, I feel much better now. It's like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, I was so sore I could barely walk in here today. Said, so, well, you should let me know that before this session <laughs> so I know how to adjust things after that. So if you are super, super sore, text your trainer, hey, I can't walk today. We'll probably say, oh, good. But then we'll know how to change things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Last thing, this is we'll get quickly into group exercise. It's not really what we're talking too much about, but kind of goes in with what we talked about before of communicating issues. Showing up to a group exercise class injured. We talk about personal training sessions too, showing up, showing up yeah. injured, letting your trainer know. Yeah. But when you show up to a class injured and you don't let the instructor know, especially if it's like a group personal training atmosphere like I do mm-hmm. with my kettlebells and, and conditioning classes, if I don't know that you're hurt or if I found it halfway through the class or if you show up and you really shouldn't be there, that's when I get a little bit frustrated mm-hmm. because injuries are nothing to play around with. And if you need to take a day off, take a day off. If you want to modify something, and you come into the class and you say, hey, my knee hurts really bad. Is it okay if I modify things? Please say that and don't come in and say, my knee hurts, what can I do? Because then you're asking a trainer to make up a whole workout just for you on the side yeah. in a class whenever it's supposed to be a class that we're teaching here. Because personal training, we obviously do a lot more personalized stuff because it's personal training. But with a group class, we're programming for 90% of the people. At night, for the needs of the class. Yeah. So, yeah, if you were injured, uh, either text the trainer, maybe, if you have their number, and say, hey, sorry, I won't be at class today. My knee's really bothering me. Or, or come early and let them out. Well, that's what I'm saying. You yeah. don't have to come. <laughs> yeah. Or come in, talk to the trainer beforehand, and see what they think you should do. Uh, or modify things on your own. 
Now, and don't do anything too crazy. Make sure you know what you're doing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. In- injuries, you really need to be. I wanted to throw that one in there when it comes to gym etiquette because injuries are a big deal. And if you're already hurt and you're doing a class, you could get yourself more hurt. So, so do you guys have any gym etiquette things to add that we didn't have in here? Oh, I was going to say, I know like not everyone uses machines, but some people who do, it kind of goes along with work, letting people work in. Don't just sit on like the leg press on your phone texting for like three uh, minutes or five minutes. Stand up. Stand up. Maybe yeah. let people know, hey, you can use it. Yeah. I have like two more minutes to rest before I go back Yeah, to and the last thing I want to add with phones, I forgot that everyone's phones are now also their iPods too. So just because somebody is has their phone, they might be changing songs. So Mm -hmm. I normally give them like 10, 15 seconds, and then I'll walk over and tap them on the shoulder and ask them if they're still using that machine or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So the last thing is just just be polite. If you want somebody uh, to get off a machine, don't say, "Hey, get off your phone." (laughs) Go ask, "Hey, do you mind if I use the machine?" Because you can work in. We talk about working in with people using weights. You can also work in with somebody using machines. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, hopefully. Everyone now knows proper gym etiquette. Yes. After our talk today, <laughs> after we had like 16 trainers in and out, that was fun. All right, yes. thank you guys. You're welcome. Now we covered a good bit there, but I'm sure there are a lot more gym rules, both spoken and unspoken, that we didn't get into like the cardinal rule of no curling in the squat rack. actually can't believe we didn't bring that up. But if you have some that you thought of that you'd like to have cleared up if they don't make sense or if you just want to vent about them, or just if you want to connect with us to stay up to date on what we do here at Straight Shot, you can find us on social media using the handle at Straight Shot Training. The new program from Straight Shot Training that I want to tell you about quickly is our new mobility and prehab program called Resilient. Resilient is designed for people who already have workout programs that they like, but they have some immobility issues or instability issues that keep giving them problems or that are holding them back from their full athletic potential. The Resilient program is a five-day protocol made up of short warm-ups to be done prior to your training day. We have a system to increase range of motion, stabilize joints throughout that range, and apply that new capacity to the lifts that we're trying to improve, like squats and overhead movements and much more. The program is available on our website as well as our monthly subscription service to a comprehensive strength and conditioning program. You can find it all at straightshottraining.com. Thanks again for listening to Straight Shot Radio, and have a great week, everybody. 